Now for the fun part. Yeah. The part that Josh has been waiting for, and I know you guys have all been waiting on pins and needles to figure out what the heck are we going to do with the Seattle Mariners. They finished 2014 87-75. As Josh mentioned, they just missed that second wild card in the last game of the season. Of course, they're managed by Lloyd McClendon. Their GM is Jack Zarensic. Pakota has them at exactly what they finished at last year, 87-75. and 75. Uh, their Vegas over-under, I have at 85, oh, which I, I think is, a... is it a lot lower, higher? No, it's higher. It's uh, 86.5 now. Okay. So or least, uh, Boveda is. So it's about what they have. With, I mean, it's pretty even. Um, so I guess we can kind of get into it. Jack Sorensic has never been in this position before. He's been a good peacetime GM. <laughs> But maybe not the. I mean, well, we don't know if you if, if he's a good wartime he GM before once, and that was after that 2009 season we talked a little bit about. Um, I don't think he quite he didn't go to the extent that he did this off season or or the kind of uh, that that tweaking tooling kind of thing. That was the year that they grabbed Cliff Lee and really made right. that jump. Um, and then but that was partially because four months into the season, yeah, that was partially because they they got him for a steal. They. The, the players that they traded for Cliff Lee, none of them panned out. Mm. Um, that was an incredible... Like, that was... Again, again, Mariners fandom. It was so exciting. Like, oh my god, we got Cliff Lee for that? Yeah, they were on the cover of sports or of ESPN the magazine. I remember the big cover, it was like Cliff Lee and Ichiro and whoever. Felix. Felix, yeah, all these, all these guys. Oh, we're so excited yep. about the Mariners. And then, not so much. No. So, no. It, it was kind of a big job because... The team is relatively in place. Yeah, there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of pieces that are already pretty much set. Yeah, um, so they just kind of had to fill in little bits and pieces here and there, and it's more of a tinker. It's not you're taking an axe to it. You're more trying to take a scalpel to it. I think. And and I think one of the one of the big important things uh, with which is what one of the reasons that uh, gives me optimism is I think a big part of the retooling was also addition by subtraction. The Mariners, uh, they did get, they did get, <laughs> we'll see how the season goes. They did get their big right-handed thumper that they have been coveting for years. Nelson Cruz. And Nelson Cruz. Who I think, I think was mostly panned, not mostly, but some, some, some places I read didn't like the move. Yeah. But if he's just your DH, yeah, that's fine. And you know, and he, like I think it, it's it's already that like uh, uh, they're already like the Mariners fans already were doing like the, the negotiating in their head of like okay well years three and four of the contract probably probably not a good deal but years one and two he could probably make it up and then we can just deal with it like you're already doing this kind of negotiating in your head yeah because I, I think a lot of people the gut reaction was was like that much for Nelson Cruz yeah. Um, after for, for after eight, really one good year, yeah. after led the league in home runs, but I mean yeah. one good season, and you and he really cashed the in the best on it. season of his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I, you know, I think I think once you get past the money uh, and realize it's not your money, of course, and um, and then once you get you know and you have to come to terms, he's not going to hit forty home runs in Safeco. No, that's not going to happen. Most people can't do that. No, Ken Griffey um, Jr. couldn't do that. So no, I I would have consistently. to consistently think. I think the closest had he played a whole season, Russell Brannion would have done it. Oh wow, because I think big Russell Brannion. I think he hit like the thirty five. 
well, um, one year. But but yes, the point is, yeah, very hard to hit. Right, and and yeah. and he can be a competent power hitter. Yes, pretty much. And he's only gonna play half his games in Safeco. Yeah, and and as long as he doesn't have to play defense like ever. Yeah, like really, like take away his glove, hide it. They'll, they'll... make sure he doesn't go out to warm up the right fielder in case he gets like mistaken and then yeah. goes out there on part. No, oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm out here. Oh, I'm out here. Let's do this. No, <laughs> game starting. No, burn hit, burn his glove just yeah. so he doesn't pretend. They're that gonna use him possibly, but are they? But the Ricky Weeks pickup makes it less likely. Okay. They're, I mean, they'll use him when they want. They'll use him in the outfield when they want to uh, put Kyle Seager at DH or give Robinson Cano a rest day at DH. Okay. That's when they'll. Um, that's when they'll put him in the outfield. Okay. They're not going to put him in the outfield because they need an outfielder. No. They're going to put him in the outfield because they want to rest someone else, but they want to keep his bat in the lineup. Yeah, it was funny when I was looking at it. At the worst. He, he, he's been a negative defensive war player his whole career. Mm-hmm. Every single season. At his worst, he was worth negative 2.2 runs, or uh, wins, I should say, in the outfield. Jesus. And that is sapping away any offensive output that he has. That was yeah. back in 2012. Um, so you mentioned Kyle Seeger. Yes. Newly he minted. Amazing. He's amazing. Newly minted contract guy. Yep. Hundred million dollar man. Uh, Hundred million dollar man. Good for him. I don't think a lot of the league has heard of him and would think, no. "Who is this young kid getting a hundred million dollars?" I've never heard of him. Whose money is this? And well, and and the problem is that uh, one of the reasons why he he hasn't gotten that big recognition is because you have great third baseman in the AL. You have Beltre, who has been you know yeah, locking the down. division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He he was the third best third baseman in the division. But I think also the third best third baseman in, in the baseball, AL yeah. or in, maybe yeah. in baseball. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sandoval was only like like four something like four that. Walk. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. Very, he's pretty Sandoval. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, exactly. So you have Josh Donaldson, amazing. Though for a, a good part of the, of the season, they were neck and neck kind of trading back and forth, and it, it's purely um, because. Uh, the the war calculators uh, liked Donaldson's defense more, mm-hmm. uh, but Seager has uh, really. Uh, I was reading a thing about him where it's like every year he kind of has taken um, the off seasons to like work on something. on something. Yeah. So last year it was his defense and his footwork, and so that really started to show up. And why I'm excited is this year he worked on hitting to all fields. Hmm. So uh, one of the big things was that uh, he could get shifted on last year. So he he was great. He was worth he was our best position player. He was worth let's see, five point five WAR. Not um, bad. Yeah, and uh, and so he yeah he really upped his defense and uh, and he uh, and he hit twenty five home runs and really started set up. He's he this is his age twenty seven year, so he's really coming into that's about where you uh, talk about. Um, players peaking usually is in that 26 27 28 range yeah they've been in the majors for a few years they're yep. not uh, they're not over 30 yeah quite yet where it starts to break down a little bit he, he i mean he's been trending up since he came in the league yeah he's, yeah he's just been getting better and better so if he so. can yeah if he can uh, you know the one thing was that they shifted him which which provided a couple great plays where he would bunt to the non-existent third baseman and and get on yeah and that kind of Kill the shifts a little bit, uh, lessen them on him. But uh, I think you know, I think Lloyd McClendon challenged him to work on it, and 
and and that was the thing that he really wanted to get up because you know if you can hit to all fields they can't do anything yeah he he really I think it was like he had one opposite field home run oh, wow. last year out of like twenty five so he, yeah, yeah he and was all the rest were pull were pull yeah. and so he's really working on trying to you know utilize that power and and, and play to all fields and if he if he can do that yeah then he will have an amazing year and, you know if he can keep his defense at the level that he's that he's attained uh, he can really. I mean, and that's and that's I think that's the thing that Mariners fans are kind of scared, and because uh, we're not used to this. The la- I, I was looking it up. The last homegrown position superstar we had was A Rod. Wow. Yeah. Because Ichiro, we I mean Ichiro was a superstar, but we picked him up yeah, in Japan. Yeah. So the last one that came up through our um, minor league system, minor league system. You drafted and and yep everything. Wow. And so and so the idea I think people are already ecstatic that he's doing this well. Yeah. And so it's like you have that trepidation where it's like, Oh, I don't want to jinx, you know, I don't want to yeah. like oh he could be better, but it's like he could. Yeah. Like But it, if he puts up what he did last year, then that's still great. Yeah. You know, as if if he doesn't backslide, then I'm gonna be fine and everything on top of that's gravy. Speaking of backsliding, Dustin Ackley <laughs> is still on this team. He put up two war last year. Wow. Yeah, that was probably his best season. It was since <laughs> it was since, since 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 college, probably. Yeah, but he's in left field now. Yeah, because you have another second baseman who's pretty good. He's pretty good, Rod Cano. Yeah, he doesn't. We don't even talk about him. He's no. he's good. Actually, uh, in my notes, all I wrote was really was Cano is Cano. Yeah, and I and I wrote down his WAR, and that was about it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I like that he doesn't strike out. Cano, sixty-eight yeah. strikeouts and six hundred. And he cut them. Season. He cut his strikeouts. That's amazing. His power's down. Um, a little bit, which is to be totally Expected. understandable with, mm-hmm. with Safeco. I think he knew it coming in. Um, but, yeah, but he cut his K rate, which is great. Um, what, do, what do you think of the outfield in general? Austin Jackson? Austin Jackson's a big question mark, I think. It's, it's funny that he's the one who's the question mark. Right. Uh, After you picked him up at the deadline last yep, year. Yep, we picked him up. And, and that's the other crazy thing. So, picked up the deadline, Austin Jackson, Kendris Morales, uh, and I think, and someone else. All oh, them, uh, Chris Norfia. Chris Norfia. All of them put up negative war, and you're just like, oh. I mean, they were they were brought in to replace people who also were underperforming. But you're like, so all these acquisitions put up negative war. Would we have gone to the playoffs if we just had uh, just the other guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Austin Jackson. I think I think he's only like two, I think it's two years removed uh, from from a five war season, so a, a, a star season. Um, and but then he's just declined very steadily, and so you know some people are wondering, was it just the kind of weird shift of going? You know, the Tigers were a playoff bound team; they did go to the playoffs. Mariners did did end up being a great, a pretty good team, but didn't go. You know, is is it just yeah. a, was it a weird transition for you're him? Playing, you're, you're playing. You kind of know. I mean, in the AL Central, then it's like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're we're clearly the best team. To oh, now we now we're in a dogfight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, but there and there are worrying trends with his you know his performance even before the trade um so i think that's kind of the thing because we we don't really have anyone to replace him i mean we uh, they brought him in uh well they got justin ruggiano who is a can play solid sure he's i mean he's a solid outfielder i don't think they want they don't want to be the starter though no god no i mean yeah so again if 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 austin jackson were to get hurt or get into a yeah mired in a slump he probably would have to play yeah um because as of right now, I mean, on the website, on on the Mariners' website, Seth Smith is your starting right fielder. Yeah, does that sound about so, well, right? Or? Well, what it, the the dream idea right now, from what it sounds like, uh, and which is which is interesting. 
uh, is platoons because platoons have not been a huge Mariners thing. Um, and, uh, and so it's kind of intriguing to get to this point where, where, uh, it's moving forward because I felt, you know, we had a lot of players who could hit it right-handed or left-handed, mm. but they'd just be stuck in there. And so some days they'd flounder and some days they'd be great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, so the fact that they're willing to go with platoons for several different positions is something that that's, that's really got me intrigued here. Um, so, so the plan is, uh, to have a Smith, uh, Ruggiano right field. Okay. So that that would be most days kind of thing. That's your righty lefty right there. Yep. Yeah. But so so the the idea is is that uh, they each hit one of them hits righties, one of them hits lefties. Great. Has great power numbers. Um, uh, just very solid against that, and then just kind of you know are are mediocre at best against the other hand. So if you can utilize both these guys, they're not bad outfielders, and make just one super player. Yeah, you right. Know, that's that's your really, Cano Seager. That's right. Your combo. You know. God, yeah. You that, could just merge that, them together. Ten more right there. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's that's like a that's like a Mike Trout. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I still would take Trout. Yeah. Because yeah. that would be weird with the forearms. Um. But then, but then, yeah. But then Ruggiano will also uh, slide over and you know spell Austin Jackson, and uh, and then you have Ackley and left uh, who. Uh, will get spelled some by Cruz, mm-hmm. but the new development in the last couple of weeks is Ricky Weeks. Playing the outfield. Playing the outfield. Good Ricky Weeks, Ricky. Who, uh, who refused to learn another position uh, in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee um, has, now, uh, has now seen the writing on the wall and understands uh, where, what his limitations are but what his skills are. And so uh, uh, it's nice. I, I, I saw some people kind of dogging on him about the not switching positions in Milwaukee. But, you know, some people were like, well, they asked him like mid-season. And, you know, it's a kind of yeah. tough thing to do when you're in the middle of the season. So I think you're here, professional, though. Yeah. You're in the major leagues. You want to stay there as long as you can. Yeah. You need and to he, do what you need to he do. And his, I'm sure he and his agent talked. And they're like, look, that's what we got to do. And, and so everything I've read is he's great. He's on board. He's going to learn outfield positions. Hmm. He's. I think they'll um, use him... Uh, uh, to spell Logan Morrison, okay. who's also a big injury risk at first base. So he's going to be your Ben Zobrist. He's going to jump in wherever he can. He could be, yeah. yeah. And and especially if uh, Willie Bloomquist isn't ready, he's our our big super utility guy. If he's not ready for the start of the season, then it's going to be you know Ricky Weeks really having to do man third base, man yeah. uh, outfield things like that. So well, I guess in that in that sense, then it's good that you got him. Yeah, right? no, I mean I think people were skeptical at first, and then once they really started to think about it. Um, one of the big things that that uh, kind of like rumbling around Mariners blogosphere, or people just talking, is that in years past we had to rely on youngsters a lot when they weren't quite ready. Uh, this year, people are like, "Oh, why did we get Ricky Weeks?" They're like, "Oh, so we can not bring up a youngster when they're ready and have someone who isn't, you know, serviceable. His, yeah, who, who isn't as level when he was, you know, great, uh, you know, power hitting second baseman back in the day." But is a real major leaguer who's you know who's been around and yeah. and things like that. So uh, there are a lot there's intriguing pieces that we have now in the minors that we don't need to bring up and rush up and overexpose because we actually have a bench, which is another exciting thing. Yeah, well that's good. A, the, a reason for excitement at least with the offense. Now, yeah, the pitching is kind of the straw that stirs the drink with yes. this team. Um, I mean, Felix Hernandez is probably a top five pitcher in all of baseball, certainly in the American League. Yeah. Probably top oh, yeah. three in the American I, League. I would at least, I would put him. Would you trade Chris Sale for him? No. But 
uh, that's mainly because of sales injury okay. history. Sales, sales, incredible. Yeah, but uh, Felix has only like he's only been on the DL a couple times, and it was for like I think when he tripped on a a bat or a glove or something oh. in Boston. So like it, fluky stuff, fluky stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's, so he, he's durable. He's been very durable. He's great. Very he's durable. He's consistent. He's incredible. He had. Maybe you know it was a bummer he lost on the Cy Young to Corey Kluber being amazing and and really and really Felix the last couple of years has kind of had a, a bit of an issue with finishing a season because um, he, he was on a Cy Young tear two years ago and then just just kind of uh, nosedived and in. last year when you kind of needed him in some of those games yeah. late in the season he didn't perform up to where he had been in years yeah in, in, but, in games past. But yeah, and, and and it's like it's it's a bummer. But you also he still I think put up like six, five or six WAR. So it's yeah. like you can't be like, oh, you didn't, you know, yeah, you didn't. He he carries he's, the pitching he, staff. Yeah, so. he is the guy that people are going to. He he's the ace of the staff, and yeah. you're always you're have a, a wonderful chance to win when he's on I'd, the mound. I trade him for Clayton Kershaw, and and that's about the only one that I, if you would just ask it straight up, I would go straight yes. Up? Okay, but anything else, I would have to think about it and probably would say no. Okay. Well, what do you think about this James Paxton guy? He he's got this the stuff to be like a third starter, maybe. I, in I the do. Third, if we're going third, fourth starter, definitely. Uh, some people hope that he could be a number two, or even it, on a non Felix staff, a number one. Um, but that you know that's 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 ceiling stuff um, that I don't think he's at yet. But uh, Paxton's great. I mean, I I love uh, the Paxton story. Is just kind of funny. He's Canadian. Um, he's Canadian. And he uh, he was drafted by the Blue Jays in 2009, and they uh, did not come to a deal. He was uh, he was drafted in a, a supplemental round, so pretty early on, um, and they couldn't come to a deal. And then the Blue Jays leaked that they had been negotiating with uh, Scott Boris on his behalf, which is a big no-no. Mm. Um, and so he was uh, kicked out of the NCAA. And couldn't continue. So he didn't come to a deal, so he should have gone back to college and done his last year. Uh, NCAA banned him uh, because oh, he was working with an agent. Because he was working yeah. with an agent. So he went and he played with the Grand Prairie Air Hogs. Whoa. And pitched with them for, uh, I think, like for four months or a couple months or something like that. Uh, just built up his eligibility so he could go back into the draft. Mariners picked him up fourth round. So they got him much later than when the Blue Jays picked him up. When is the James Paxton number retirement ceremony for the Airhawks? Oh, I think we should, that's probably coming I, pretty soon. I think it happened like right afterwards. Yeah, it's just as soon as he heard his name drafted, they were yeah. like, "Let's plan it." We oh, got, we got, we got we James got, Paxton we got tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he so he has this great story, um, and uh, uh, he was part of a, a, a trio, the a heralded trio of um, Mariners prospects. Uh, which was uh, lovingly termed Cerberus, the three-headed dog oh, of okay. uh, Taiwan Walker, Danny Holtzen, and James Paxton. And everyone thought he was going to be the third to the majors because Taiwan Walker was at least back in the, when he first came up was getting like uh, Doc Gooden comparisons. Yeah, oh yeah. Pe- people went a little a little overboard. Yeah. Uh, we, we'll talk, we can talk about Walker a little bit. A little yeah, bit. exactly. And then Holtzen has had just just some some bummer bummer. Um, uh, I think Injury shoulder leagues, issues. Yeah. He he lost the whole year. So so it's funny. Paxton's actually the one made it made up it. first. Um, and he when he started first six starts he went five and zero oh, one point seven five ERA and almost a strikeout an inning. And then he got hurt. Nah. So he missed a good portion of last year. 
uh, but then came on and had a pretty good um, pretty good end of the season. So people are excited. He does now have that injury-prone tag, unfortunately, uh, uh, because he kind of has, a, a, I think it's his curveball, or one of his pitches they, uh, they're worried about kind of how the strain, especially the, the injury he had. He had a, a strained lat, I believe, and, and the kind of pitching he has. Mm-hmm. Could potentially can exacerbate, exacerbate that. So, okay. so there's some worries about him, uh, but I think he's one of the ones that a lot of um, he's the rookie that M's fans are currently excited about, especially pitching wise. Which is interesting because Taiwan Walker is still still in the running. Still in the running. He was, and check me if I'm wrong. He was kind of the major blue chip yep. trade chip that that you that Zorenzik didn't want to give up, even when he was rumored to but be kept maybe trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that so that so that was the case. Yeah. So you, they they didn't ever want to. You, you sort of heard his name, maybe. Oh, maybe we use him to get David Price, or we can use him. You know, he, Upton he, was a. They, he almost went him and it was almost him and Franklin and a couple other guys for Justin Upton when when the Braves got Upton. Okay, but they held on to him. He's slated to be probably in the running for the fifth starter role, which, if he can reach any part of his potential as your fifth starter. That's, That's a fantastic be an amazing fifth five. starter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you got, got J.A. happen there. Which, oh yeah. Uh, oh, can't forget about J.A. Can't, forget about, can't J. forget about him. Which you traded Michael Saunders to get yeah. J.A. So we, we, underperforming uh, young let's, players. Let's, not talk let's about just that part. let's just swap them and yeah. see uh, change of scenery. Yeah, but but J.A. Happ's uh, peripherals, his velocity is increasing, and his uh, his uh, capabilities match up well with Safeco. So that's that's the one thing I can say about there him. You, go. you know, there are there are some some nice little things that could pan out. And you know, if if he just puts up a Chris Young season like we got for Chris Young last year, fine, that's great. great. That's great as your yeah. fifth starter. Maybe he's not reaching the potential that he could have had, but yeah, it's still solid. Do you think he or Elias? takes the fifth starter oh, role. Jay Happ was what I was saying with the... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. Oh, Jay Happ, I think, is slot, slotted as three or four already. Okay, all right. They, 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 they gave it up. They're like, uh, he's going to be in. So, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, Elias and Walker. So, Walker had a whole ton of potential, still has a bunch. You know, I, I said, um, when he first came up, he was getting, you know, Doc Gooden comparisons. Yeah. People were totally enamored with him. Uh, he's just taken more development time, and then he had some, uh, some I think, shoulder problems last year that kept him out for a while. Um, but then he, he was promising when he finally made it back at the end of the season. Um, and, you know, normally you would say, okay, so promising young rookie everyone's been excited about. He's got over shoulder injuries. Uh, you know, he should come back. Of course he's going to get in the, the rotation. But he has to contend with Ronis Elias who uh, is a Cuban that came out of nowhere. Yeah. They signed him out of Cuba a couple years ago. Um, he was just kind of sitting around in the minors. I think, I don't, I, I can't remember if they pulled him straight from double A or if he just got a, you know, a, a cup of coffee in triple A. Yeah. As of what I see here, he had one game in triple A last year. Uh, he had 22 starts a year before in double A. But mm-hmm. yeah, one game in at and in, in Tacoma and then came up and started 29 games yeah he and he was just one of those guys you know a, a lot of teams have those guys that uh in spring training just step forward and they go oh well this guy's a surprise Let, let's see where this goes yeah. so last year it was Elias and uh and he stepped in and pitched uh you know uh, you know he wasn't a star obviously no, but no, no, no. but he was an extremely solid contributor and, uh, and and pitched most of the season and then uh, kind of had some some elbow soreness 
near the end and and he never pitched that many innings so they just kind of uh, shut him down and they had options uh, that i think that's when walker came came up um and so uh and so it's, it's going to be really interesting because you have walker is this held a prospect that potentially maybe could you know take that next step this year but then you have this guy uh, who came out of nowhere but put up a whole a whole season of major league pitching of doing a good job so it's like you know we were talking about depth a little bit ago especially pitching depth it's like this is a pretty good great have. great problem to have especially if you can put him in Tacoma at yeah. least whoever maybe he, whoever doesn't win that battle goes to the triple a yeah uh, and still is able to pitch and they know they can just draw from it whenever they need to yeah exactly he's also from Guantanamo so you know he's good at keeping secrets there you go as much as that means um what do you think over under (sighs) we say 85 do you think that they can take this do you think they've done enough to put enough talent around cano and rodriguez or uh, hernandez i should say Mm -hmm. to take the step and maybe not defend compete for the wild card maybe compete for the division i do okay i i will definitely be taking the over uh but I'm not yet comfortable saying that they're going to. I, I I'm not going on crowing that they're going to beat the Angels. Okay. Uh, All right. But you think they're at least better than the A's? You think they're yes. at least maybe in the driver's seat for the first or se- for the first wild card? Maybe. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think okay. they're in the driver's seat for the first wild card. Um, I I think I think last year was exciting for them to be. You know, it was sad, but it was just exciting for them to be uh, in playoff contention the whole year. I think this year it will be a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. And I, think I think it will be a legit, you know, uh, uh, broken hearts. And we'll see what the value of playoff game experience or, you know, you, the, just getting them into that mode of yeah. playing meaningful baseball into I think, September. I think they were great last year. Yeah. And we're going to see kind of how that rubs off on this team. So I would agree. I think they're better than the A's. I think they have a shot to unseat the Angels based on injuries i think so i think that that, that's going to be a big factor so now we're going to get to the bottom of the division from last year uh and actually a team that i was really excited about and i texted you about it last night yes Um, indeed spoiler alert i like the astros i think that they are going to be definitely better and they're going to shake off that loser tag that they've had the last few years the doormats i mean they finished above the um, was it was it Sports Illustrated who said 2017 Astros World Series? You know, it wouldn't surprise me, even if it came a little bit sooner than that. That yeah. was last year, wasn't it? Or yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was ago. last yeah. year that they, they had that. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show about their um, surprising lack of great prospects yeah. in the minor leagues. They have yeah. Carlos Correa, as you mentioned. Who's, Mark, who's incredible. Who's great. He's, I think he's, I think he's, he's a good. top 10 Top overall, 10 prospect right overall, now. Yeah. yeah. They have uh, the, the great Stanford pitcher, Mark Appel, mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. Now, now you can make the argument, too, that a lot of their great prospects are already playing in the majors. Yeah. They've moved George Springer up. Yeah. George Springer was one of their heralded guys mm-hmm. uh, from years past. No, they've also had some. They've also had some busts, and yeah. and uh, you know, for a team that lost as much as they did, you know, I think you some expect people maybe a little bit more. Hoped that, a little bit yeah. more prospects in the pipeline. Yeah. So they are. They finished seventy and ninety two last season. They Pakota has them at seventy seven and eighty five. The Vegas over under that I have is seventy three and a half. What do you have on there? I got seventy five and a half. Okay, so I, if a, I can find seventy three and a half, when I we're would, in Vegas. Then I would take that absolutely. Yeah. Um, but 
a lot. I think that's one of the ones. If I'm uh, correct, that's one of the ones. A lot of people are taking. If you go just by you know the way the the spreads are going, a lot of people are taking the Astros over over, and okay. they're taking the Rangers over and the Mariners over. Those are oh, okay. three pretty popular. So ones. there we go. Exactly what we said. It's going to be a very interesting division. Now their off season, they uh, the big move was. Uh, trading Dexter Fowler. They traded him to the Cubs for Luis Valbuena and Dan Straley. Both guys, I think, are going to basically be on their opening day roster. Yeah. So they were able to get some pretty good value for Fowler, who hasn't really put together all of the tools. He was in that hellhole course field. Yeah. But um, he, he, he was a, solid. He was a lot worse at defense than I than thought, I thought he was. right? Yeah. And that, and maybe it may be different evening it out because of that weird hill because the center field yeah. is so weird in yeah. Houston. It maybe can maybe take a little bit of the value out of yeah. it. Maybe a good center fielder plays that. It, 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 they're not shown as, as good because that's a tough place to play. But the, um, the one thing that I think is going to, uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into this more as we go through the next couple of players, is that they lost his on-base percentage, mm-hmm. which as we uh, address the next couple of players that yeah. we're going to get to, yeah. I think that's an important thing that uh, that's, I think that's the, the thing they're going to miss most about Dexter Fowler is that, even though maybe he wasn't that great in the outfield, he could get on base and hit Altuve could get on base. And uh, you need those guys for mm-hmm. the other guys. Yeah, and they I mean, they, they replaced him with Colby Rasmus, who has had a huge fall from grace from that great yeah. season in St. Yeah. Louis. But he is maybe doesn't get on base as much. His defense is maybe a little bit better than Fowler, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a wash. Again, you're going to lose that on base. But... They um, traded some minor leaguers for Evan Gaddis. Evan Gaddis. Evan Gaddis, a huge right-handed another, power hitter. Another guy that Mariners fans were like, uh, maybe. Yeah. I, there, were, there were a lot of, it was like Billy Butler, Evan Gaddis. There were guys that, that Mariners fans were like, if we get them for a minimal cost, then I think I might be excited. But I'm really scared that that, that if we do get them, it's not going to be a minimal cost. No. It's, and so as you saw these other teams picking them up, you're like, okay. I'm glad we didn't lay that yeah. out. Yeah, sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make. Exactly, which is true. So, uh, Luke Gregerson, he was in the National League West for a lot of the a lot of his career. So I know him really well. Mm. He's a great reliever. They re-signed Jed Lowry. He took a year off from uh, Houston to go to uh, Oakland, mm-hmm. and uh, now he's back. They redid a lot of the roster and they built it. I actually think they have a good shot at competing. I really, really? like them. Really, and here's why: they are going to hit. So many home so runs. So many balls. So many home this runs. Is... They're going to mash, and I think that ballpark, they have built it. Yeah. They've built a team with right-handed power, and I talked about it in the National League West. There's a lot, a big, big market for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Springer, he comes up as a rookie, hits 20 home runs. Yeah. Chris Carter, DH, 37 home runs. 37. I mean, Jed Lowry. Oh, and okay. George Springer hit 20 home runs in half a season. Yeah. Half a season. Half of a season. And, I mean, Chris Carter, I, I remember I said it to you once last year, I was just going through some stats, and because you're an American League guy, more of a National League yeah. guy, but I'm like, Chris Carter has hit 30 home runs this year? Like, what and, the heck? I mean, he's a two league guy, and yeah. when, when we started talking about it, I was like, what, no? I can't and believe then, it. It's yeah. unbelievable. He just snuck, I mean, because the Astros have been such an afterthought for so many years, um, you know, it just Astros players succeeding. Yet Altuve was about the. Oh, I bet Altuve was the only thing most people could name. The only Astros yeah. people could name a couple of years ago. Right. 
And so he was the only one worth naming, frankly. Exactly. Exactly. And so these guys are starting to pop up, and and everyone, yeah. And you're just like, oh, that Astro. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. And so, I I, do. I think they'll make the World Series. No, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Altuve is going to get on base. We talked about Fowler losing the on base. Yeah, but. Altuve gets on base at a three sixty yeah. clip, and and yeah. he's good enough to at least you know. Hey, the, the a two run homer is still pretty good. It's it's not a three run homer, but it's a two run homer. The funny thing is Altuve gets on that with like a like a five percent walk rate. Yeah, that dude. That dude's an Ichiro. That yeah. he he makes he's amazing. He hit like fifty or sixty doubles, or, or no, sorry, no, forty or fifty. I think it's like forty seven. Yeah, forty seven doubles, uh, fifty six stolen bases. And so, yeah, he's not going to walk a lot, not going to strike out a lot, but he is uh, he is reliable to get on those bases and do stuff for you. Yeah, I think he has an outside shot at 100 runs because of his proficiency oh, I, oh, of getting I, on base. I think especially if we get, you know, if these if some of these guys, if, if George Springer steps up, yeah. if some of these other guys do, yeah. But as, as it always is in baseball, you have your mashers, mm-hmm. you have all these great hitters, which they do, and I think the dingers are a big part of it. It's... Um, but their pitching is again very surprisingly efficient. We talked about Dallas Keuchel five point one WAR last year, Colin McHugh four point mm-hmm. two WAR last year. I mean, and Scott Feldman one point nine. Yeah, Scott. Oh, and all. and Brett Oberholzer. Yeah. No one knows who Brett Oberholzer. No one. No one knows. knows. No. I mean, I think and Astros fans probably said who and who's happened. that guy. Yeah, they're gonna have a nice little battle for their last spot. I because yeah. uh, Oberholzer, Straley, Peacock, yeah, they signed Roberto Hernandez, formerly Fausto Carmona, to a minor right. league deal. I think every time I see that, it it doesn't quite click no. with me that it's Fausto Carmona. Yeah, because you're and, like, oh yeah, oh he was yeah. really good like five years ago. Yeah, but. I mean, between their top three starters, they were worth a little bit over 11 wins, which is yeah. very, very good which for a, a top solid three. rotation. Yeah. yeah, they made they made a run at Ryan Vogelsong and to kind of fill out maybe that fifth spot, mm-hmm. but the Giants kind of swooped into the last minute. But yeah. their bullpen, I think, is really surprisingly solid. I talked about Gregerson; he was a good reliever in the National League for you know five or six years. He took a year with Oakland last year. His best pitch is a slider. And that left field in Minute Maid Park is a band. I mean, the whole stadium, it's not really that big, but mm-hmm. there's such a short porch on left field that if you have a good right-handed arm out of the bullpen who can throw those sliders down in a way, mitigate some of that power that the mm-hmm. right-handed hitters can come in and, and, and bring, um, that's a great tool to have. They also underrated signed Pat Neshek, who was nails against righties last year mm-hmm. and had a sub-2 ERA for the Cardinals. Um, those two guys, if they can stay healthy and get it to Chad Qualls in the ninth, that's a really nice little bullpen they have going for them. And one of the things that amazed me that I uh, was not even aware of until I was doing this research is that I knew they had Josh Fields, which was a former first-round pick of the Mariners. That was a big, uh, uh, a big question mark. When they drafted him, it was his. If if I remember correctly, he was drafted by Bavese, the most hated uh, GM. GM in Mariners history. <laughs> uh, and but then before he was signed, Bavese was fired, and Zdrzenczyk was brought on. And people, I think, because uh, he because this kid was a first rounder that they projected as a reliever. It's like you don't really pick relievers in the first round, and so people were hoping he would just not sign them, and we would get an extra pick the next year. 
And I think it was kind of as like, oh, you know, let's honor this kind of thing or let's keep some steadiness. They picked him up and he just never, he never did anything for us. And I yeah. think they got rid of him in like a, like a Bedard trade or like a second Bedard trade. One of those, one of those four yeah, Bedard he, trades. He got traded happens. a couple of years ago and he, yeah. I think he kicked around with the Red Sox. Um, and then all of a sudden he pops up on the Astros and he put up one and a half war as a reliever last year. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's tough to do as a reliever because yeah. you don't, you're not pitching that much. Yeah. But it's so he was extremely to, solid. So yeah, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh. Wow, this yeah, guy. So they no, they've got they've got some good good pieces in their bullpen now. And I just, I mean, that stadium is such a power producer, really. Jed Lowry as a switch hitter hit 15 home runs his last season there. Jesus, <laughs> and he only hit like four or five with the A's last yeah. year. So, I mean. I I like teams that can hit the ball out of the ballpark. I I I, I guess I I I'm I'm a little more. They are going to strike long, out like crazy. They are. There, I think uh, Sean Field said that. Uh, um, I think one of his quotes I loved was he's like Springer, Carter, and Gaddis can probably combine for ninety home runs and six hundred strikeouts. Yes. <laughs> and then you get Rasmus. I looked at Rasmus had a thirty three percent. A third of Rasmus's plate appearances were, were strikeouts. Strike yeah, these guys all have crazy. Uh, Chris Carter had a 30, uh, 30 almost thirty two percent strikeout yeah. rate. Yeah, George Springer had a thirty three percent. Like these guys are going to strike out like crazy and hit a lot of dingers. Yes. Oh, but it's they're going to be fun it's gonna to be watch. Gl- it's going to be glorious. <laughs> they're going to be so fun to watch. I'm. Gonna, it's going to be the I'm most really frustrating uh, game for opposing pitchers. Yeah. Because they're going to get in the groove and they're going to strike a ton of guys out. <laughs> And then it's Chris Carter's going to jack. Like, Altuve's going to get be annoying, get on yeah, base. Yeah, he's going to, like, bunt for a hit. Yeah, and then... Steal second, and then and Carter's... And Chris Carter's just going to bomb it out of there, bomb. and then... I think they ha- maybe have another trade in them as well. I, I, it's uh, yeah, possible mi- that they could that they could make a, a midseason deal. I think they would probably want to get because because and McHugh had great years last year, but they are such question marks. You know, McHugh is a journeyman who uh, who all of a sudden still doesn't have great velocity, so mm-hmm. it's not like he had an uptick in that. He just gets he has a great curve, and so if people figure out this curve or it doesn't, it's not yeah. working for him. Uh, he could drop there, and Keuchel also, uh, you know wasn't great and then suddenly he got a third pitch and it's put together so it's like uh, I, I mean I've, I've seen a lot of pundits think that especially Keiko can can keep it to, keep it up because yeah. he added a third pitch right but you know I think those guys have the potential but are guys I would worry about so I I could see them you know picking up another pitcher imagine Cole Hamels on this team. oh god can you imagine if the Astros they, uh, got Cole Hamels they, who'd they push for they push for Lester there was someone uh, someone big. Oh, they picked. Uh, was it Scherzer? Maybe one of the one of the that big they pitchers they were in there Can for. Can you imagine? That would be that would be a real coup for them. And I think yeah. that I, I might push them towards a playoff. Team I think if they if they get Cole Hamels, I I think if they're hanging in the game uh, at the trade deadline, they could do something really yeah really interesting. That's my it's my boldest pick out of all out of all of them. I think that I'm going to have. So you're taking the over. I'm definitely. I'm, 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 taking, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the. I I would take the way over on them. I well, well, throw, throw out what. So so their over is. Uh, I have seventy five. You have what seventy three? Uh, let's see. What did I have 70, on here? Uh, seventy three and a half. Yeah. So yeah. so we're we'll, we'll the over. But what would you? How, how much over are we saying? What's what's your guess? What's your win total guess? I think they get to five hundred. You think they get to five hundred? I think they can get to five hundred. 
And that's more me, I think, willing them to 500. Because yeah. I do think that they're going to be a good uh, MLB at-bat team to watch, to check out. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you could just tune into some just, of their games and just, just uh, watch them whatever hit Whatever MLB red zone. Yes, them. that's right. We'll just cut over whenever uh, Chris Carter comes up with two men on. Yeah. 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 So that's what I think. And I think they have they may have another move in them at the, at, at the deadline. So yeah. that would kind of push them to maybe second wild card. Maybe I not. I mean, they, it would... If if they're hovering around 500, then they're definitely. I mean, who knows if they? I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're going to see uh, an NFL situation where we see a, a under 500 team making the playoffs. No, I, I think, the, I there, think there's ever, enough teams and there's enough yeah. parity where you can have a fi- over 500. But I think it. one of these years we will see like an 83 or 84 win team it, it, um, win the World Series. Is that was it eighty four for the Giants? I think it was eighty four, eighty five. Something oh like man! That. Yeah. Oh man! Not many, not not many wins. But that's yeah. you know it doesn't matter. It's you not, know, you got the, not you got, how you start is bad. How you finish. You got the big win. That's right. You got the exactly. big win. That's what matters. Um. So the last but not well, I guess the least team in the division, uh, we have the they Texas. They picked up Ross Detweiler. So okay, let it. Well, you know what? Forget. It. I'm knocking my microphone over. <laughs> that's it. It's over with the Texas Rangers. Yeah. The uh, the the last place team, one of the third the third worst team in baseball last year, sixty seven and ninety five. Uh, they got a new manager, Jeff Bannister. They uh, have the same GM, John Daniels. Yep. Picota is pretty bullish on them. They've picked them to finish eighty two and eighty. Yeah, I've seen um, I I've seen all over the board projections. Yeah. Because Fangraphs only has them at. Seventy-seven, eighty-five. Okay, yeah, and, and their over/under is seventy-seven and a half. And I think uh, uh, Schoenfield, I think, really jumped out. Um, he's the ESPN analyst that I've kind of um, uh, referenced a couple times. He did the whole ranking system. I, I think uh, earlier than a lot of people, and, and a big thing on on ESPN, he ranked all the teams and had these capsules about them, which was which is a great kind of. Uh, I re- I really enjoyed reading that as getting a handle on the whole season. Yeah, that, that was where I started with, ready. and then jump forward with with my research but um he put them at like 28th really something like he very uh, very near the bottom i guess because the players that they have who are coming back from injury yeah weren't doing all that hot and maybe they're not slated to do that hot so this was the most injured team in baseball last year which is it was really strange because they won 90 games the year before yeah they won the pennant in 2011 and Um, but let me let me put this in perspective for you last year they had 2116 days on the disabled list all told so that's just the number of players so their players not only did a lot of their players miss time but a lot of their players missed a lot of time time. so the team with the least amount of days on the dl last year was the pirates with how many days on the dl do you think that they had i'm trying to think it Garrett Cole was on the deal for a while, wasn't he? For a little bit, yeah. Okay, I was like, I'm trying to even think yeah. of pirates that were injured. Um, All right, how about this? How about say, if I say let's say forty? No, 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 days. Yeah, forty days. Forty uh, total. Total days with all the people. Total days with everybody. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna set it at three hundred. Would you say it's over or under? If they're the least injured, the least amount, I'd say least, under. It's over four hundred and nine. Really? Yeah. So this is yeah. This is total calendar days. All their players, everything like that. Oh. If you multiply that number by five, they were still less than what the Rangers missed last season. Good God. The Rangers missed the most games uh, since the 2004 Diamondbacks, really in the last 15 years. 
uh, and they were about 100 days more than the second-place team than the Diamondbacks of 2004. Wow. 2,116 days. So that's part of maybe why Picota likes them a little bit. Yeah. They expect bounce back. You're not going to have the historically injured players. Oh, one, sorry, um, one, uh, t- uh, to put it in a different perspective, go ahead. I was hoping that you had that stat. Uh, uh, they used 64 players. Oh, my gosh. 64 players. On a 40-man four, roster. 40 pitchers. Oh, my goodness. Some of those were position players pitching. Right. But, but still, it counts. That's insane. Yeah. Six, 64 players in the yeah. course of the year. They let Alexio Gondo go in free agency. Mm-hmm. They didn't make a lot of big, splashy moves. No. They made one kind of big move to get Giovanni Gallardo from yep. Milwaukee to uh, shore up that atrocious starting staff that they had yeah. last season. But, um, because of injury. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's why. Now, I mean, you had Colby Lewis pitching significant innings last season yep. for you. Not great. Who I believe is supposed to pitch significant innings this yeah, year. Yeah, I guess so. He was not great last year, though. He was pretty terrible. So... I guess in that sense, they didn't need to make a lot of splashy moves because you've got Prince Fielder. They hope their splashy and, move is health. Yes. Yeah. So because Fielder's coming back. Shinshu Chu didn't play a full year last year. Um, I mean, who else? I mean, all these guys are, are they, they have all these guys uh, well, coming back from. They were hoping that uh, Jerks and Profar, one of the best names in baseball, yeah. they're hoping, you know, Phenom. Um, he was ranked. basically, yeah, he's, he's kind of the Taiwan Walker. Or he's he, Even you know, better. He, yeah, absolutely yeah. better. But he's the guy that you always heard. And exactly. If they're going to make these big deals, they have to give up Profar. And they kept holding on, yeah. It was him and Andrelton Simmons kind of always the battle for the middle infielders, these big prospects. Again, great names, both of them. I know. Really. Yeah. There's some great shortstop names <laughs> yes. out. Xander Bogarts. Yes, that's right. They, and the, right now, shortstops have the uh, the run on great. The it names, right On now. great names in yeah. uh, in baseball. So he's now injured again. for, And it looks like for the whole season. And that's his he, second year in a row. He missed all of last season. Big bummer. Uh, and and the hope was that he... Uh, I, I think uh, it was that he was trying to rehab without surgery. So they were recommending surgery all the way back in like September. Mm-hmm. And but For this same injury? Or for this injury? For his previous injury? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was that he tweaked, he tweaked another thing or if this is a continuation of the injury. Um, but it was, but I saw, yeah, that they wanted to do surgery a while back and they're like, oh, you know, maybe we can rehab it. And so they took this whole long time trying to rehab it. And finally we're like, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So maybe had he had the surgery back in September, he might've been able to come back and play part of the season. Hmm. But at this point it's looking like not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, that kind of makes you think about. Maybe these deals, what could have been. Exactly. You hold on to these prospects. You hope that they're going to oh, fulfill the potential. But think about they maybe could have had David Price or they could have had who, yeah, who, whoever else, really. Mariners had a, a shortstop named Carlos Triumphal, uh years back who's now, I think, kicking around the Dodger system. And it was, it was the same thing. It was like every trade, it was always like, oh, you know, you can get this, this big superstar, this whatever, you know, and Triumphal would headline the package and just – Never I, he kind of got injured some, but just never put together for the most part. Yeah. And these, yeah, so these prospects are just hyped, hyped, hyped. And I think especially now that um, you know people are really eating up all the all baseball info, you know, want to want to read mm-hmm. and learn as much as possible. Prospects, you know, the the average fan is trying to learn about these prospects. You probably wouldn't have heard about yeah. back in the day. Now Gallardo, he is going to be a pretty decent number two after you, Darvish. Darvish, you, no, he, you, you being you. Uh, well, actually, I think I, I think it'll be the number three. 
after H- Holland. oh Derek Holland okay yeah because yeah. he was out last year too wasn't yep. he? he was injured for a he lot got, of it last did, year did you know I got injured how he tripped on his dog oh and I believe fell down the stairs oh yeah dog yeah my gosh yeah and he was there uh he, him and you Darvish were an amazing one too the year before mm-hmm. and Holland uh Holland missed most of the season but came back and put up uh 1.3 war in a month wow so they're really hoping that he's going to step up and and uh, and regain his his former uh, capabilities. And that's going to bump Gallardo down. He may be one of the best third starters in baseball. He was an ace and the number one in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and now he's going to a situation where he doesn't have to to share. The, you know, he's sharing the load yeah. a little bit. He doesn't have to 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 carry so much of it. Um, you know, we talked about Coley Lewis. I, I have to laugh. It's just. 5.180 ERA, 25 home runs, only 170 innings pitched, a negative 0.1 WAR. Oh. So that he, I mean, he that pitched is, the that entire season. Yeah, that is he, a replacement level player. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to just call up a AAA pitcher. Yeah, and and, and, and Lewis is getting money. Yes, he is. Um, well, one thing, sorry, I want to go back go briefly. Uh, Gallardo could be uh, if if he is able to attain levels they had in Brewers. Great number three. The one thing that, when, as I started to look at him, is that he has been trending down for the last four years. I noticed and that too. To the AL. I noticed that too. He he. he so has, that's that's yeah. the fear. That's the, the kind of thing. Um, if he can if he can kind of turn back his his downside a little bit or or kind of maintain, then yeah, he can be a great number three starter. But numbers aren't looking great for him right now. Yeah, he's his strikeouts have kind of gone down. His walks have gone down too. Maybe he's mm. kind of sacrificed a little bit sure. of MPH for for a little bit more control. But he uh, gave up twenty plus home runs the last couple seasons, and, and he's now in Arlington. Now in Arlington, one of the best hitters parks yeah. in the American League, if not all of baseball. So, um, and we talked about Russ Detweiler. That is an interesting one because he hasn't started a game in two seasons. He spent all of last year coming out of the bullpen mm-hmm. for the Nationals, and now they want him to just jump in and just be a starter again. I don't feel like it's as easy to make the transition yeah, I wonder from how much bullpen man to starter. But stretching out process is going to be. I don't know. I don't. I, I think they're very top heavy. They're going to hopefully maybe get back Matt Harrison, but that's again oh, not I, looking. I don't know if he's ever going to play again. Is that right? That that because I was of, reading he had a setback and there and yeah. spinal fusion surgery. It's yeah. not great for a human, not yeah. great for an athlete. No, yeah, exactly. And that's and that was, was Matt Harrison. Did they lose him two years ago? Because that's a, yeah. Because Holland was a big loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Holland was the biggest loss. Yeah. But Harrison also was was a guy who had stepped up for them. Yeah. And and yeah, I, I uh, it, it's been a while since I read about him, but I thought the last thing I read about him was. Now they're questioning whether he would ever play baseball again. Not wow. not when is he coming back, but if, if he's coming if back. If he's even coming back. Um, so, I mean, we talked about the offense, talked about losing Profar. You're never yeah. really going to know kind of what you had, what you, what he may have yeah. been, what he yeah. may, what you may have had or, you know, how much you're actually losing. Um, but one thing we were uh, talking a little bit about when we were talking about war earlier on before we started recording was uh, Elvis Andrews. Yes. Who is there? I guess hot prospect at short now. I mean, he kind of was for a while. Former hot prospect, yeah. former, and he has been um, trending extremely downward. What, do, do you have uh, what's the contract they gave him? Because he was a hundred million dollar man, wasn't I he? I have it right here. Ah, the good news is that he ha- he's just now starting an eight year, one hundred twenty eight million dollar oh, contract oh. this season. They signed it to him last year. Oh no. 
He put up a whopping one win above replacement last year. One war last year. And Josh, you mentioned he he's pretty good in the field. Yeah, he's a good defender. Is you know uh, building up some of his value. Yeah, but he was awful at the plate last year. Yeah, he was something like twenty percent worse than league average as a batter uh, last year. And he peaked in twenty eleven. He had four point two. Yeah, war. which that's what you pay. You know, a hundred million, eight hundred twenty-eight, and that's what they thought they were getting. But he hasn't been that, and he's actually gotten worse as the year as as the years have gone on. Um, But you know, hey, good news, you're paying him fifteen million dollars this year to uh, a guy that you could get just as good. It's a good thing that's their only uh, bad contract, big bad contract. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of uh, big contracts, well, uh, maybe is uh, there is there another one? uh, I think I'm going to reach in and I'm going to pull out a little Prince Fielder action for you. So uh, yeah, Prince Fielder came over in the Ian Kinsler trade the the off season before last. Played about 42 games, promptly got hurt. But again, good news, barrel-chested sluggers really tend to come back well after injuries. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. Uh, the, it, what I was interesting is that he has never really been an off-the-charts war player. He had 6.3 no, I, in 2011, I which was is pretty high. He hit 50 home runs in 2007. Oh, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know he hit that high. No, he... Yeah. I knew he was in, like, the... the I, I knew 30s, he had a good year. 40s, and I maybe. thought he was in the, in the upper 30s, but mm-hmm. I did not know he had that that one good year. Yeah. He had... I mean, he and he, he did have some good years with yeah. uh, with Milwaukee, but, you know, I I don't know if he's really I mean, going to be the, the same guy. I mean, he was he on the cover of the Bigs, too, so... <laughs> that's true. We have to remember that. He was naked, also, on the body issue. That's right. For that's the right. ESPN, the magazine. But he they is, don't just give those to anybody. No, no, certainly not men who are large. But he's going to be their first baseman, and yeah. defense has again with a lot of these guys sapped any value he has offensively because he plays such poor defense. Yeah, that's why he can't have. He's why he can't have nice things. This is why that. This is why the Rangers can't have nice things because they're rolling Prince Fielder out at first base. And the one nice thing though for them is that he was a. I mean, he was unfortunately trending down, yeah. even when they acquired him. But one of the things, despite his size, is that he has had been known for his durability in the past. So whether this neck injury becomes a lingering thing, or uh, you know whether that that's a one and done kind of thing, and he can get back to being durable, that I mean, I think that's what a lot of Rangers fans are hoping is yeah. looking to that the history of durability. The one and the bright spot on the infield uh, is. Definitely Adrian Beltre. Yes. Who is, when you look at his numbers, which I did when I was looking at this stuff, he is consistently superstar status. Yeah. And, well, except for some of his years in Seattle. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I, I mean, his 2004 season when he was with the Dodgers yeah. before he signed the contract, yep. he was worth nine and a half wins. Nine and a half war. And he didn't even win the MVP he, that year. He was still good in Seattle. That's yeah, the thing. He was. That's the thing. He, was. he, he still he, was is a beloved player in Seattle. They signed him on the heels of that season, hoping they could get yeah. something. They got something close to that it. Was one of the, that was one of those first uh, realizations that uh, uh, power does not translate as well to Seattle. No, no, they're going to have to. Yeah, when you, the, the, when you don't have Brett Boone anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh you start you start to learn some things. Well, but I mean, I was amazed. Even his one year in Boston, put up seven WAR. Yeah, he was seven. great. Seven, and yeah, that was that was his uh, 
his uh, show me year. Yeah, and he and he delivered. He got the big. He contract. showed them, and he got a big contract. But he's Texas. but he's he's shown that since then. He's yeah. averaged just over six and a half wins in the seasons that he's been there. I mean, in this game, this team finished twenty eight games under five hundred last year. Yeah, and he put up seven more last year. I mean, and he's been. I mean, that that's the amount that he's been worth, and you know the amount of I'd say press that he maybe doesn't get. Yeah. He's probably one of the most underrated superstars in the whole game. People understand that he's good, but I don't think they think how they realize how quite how good he is. Yeah, and I think I think it'll it'll be really interesting when it comes down to his Hall of Fame eligibility because uh, uh, you know uh, the kind of discussion is that he needs he's got great numbers and he's he's been a better third baseman than third baseman there in the Hall now, but he just never you know uh, he, he 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 for some reason or another you know didn't get. Um, didn't get the recognition that a lot yeah. of people did. So he's got to work on those counting stats and just get those up. Yeah. You know, he's he's Hall of Fame in my heart. Well, that's true. But uh, Well, okay, so we have probably have the Rangers I mean, I don't I, I, I probably would lean more towards the under with the seventy seven and a half. I probably more it's in the so in, tough. in the Schoenfield camp with I don't think they're going to be as good as people think with these players coming back. A year another year older. So many ifs. coming off of yeah, yeah. there are. And you can say all, all their injured players. It's not like they have. I mean, well, uh, Profar is an injured rookie, but he's out for the whole year. A lot of their injured players or players coming off injury are also aging people. I think Holland, uh, Holland is still is still under thirty, so he you know at least is in the right age range to be coming back mm-hmm. from injury. But like. Uh, Shin Chu Chu was kind of injured last year. He was dealing with some nagging, I think, ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince Fielder, you all know, these just, guys. Now, they, but their 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 pitching gives me hope mm-hmm. that they can be better because I think yes. I think Gallardo if, if is, Darvish is a nice addition. Gets back, isn't yeah. injured, and if Holland, you know, I think those guys, uh, yeah, and, and as I said, if if Gallardo can can uh, retain some of that uh, Brewers magic, yeah. I, I, I yeah I agree that their starting rotation has I don't know if they talent. can though I still <laughs> probably gonna they're, they're a not lot gonna, of ifs. They're, yeah they're not gonna be the third worst team in baseball but they're probably gonna be the last place in the division again that that yeah that's where I would put them so with that being said quickly mm-hmm. what are your final predictions from worst to first in the American <sighs> League West worst to first okay uh, Rangers last okay. Do you want do you want a, a win total too or do no? You, it's okay. fine. Uh, Rangers last, then Astros, then Oakland's, and then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some '95 magic in there and say uh, Mariners Angels tie. Okay, and go to a game one sixty three, uh, and uh, and Felix wins it for you. Felix wins it for you. Okay, yeah. but then the Angels get first the, the wild card. card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. I think that obviously the Rangers are going to be last. Uh, I think Oakland finishes in fourth. Oh, uh, I think the I think I think Oakland Astros will be close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the Astros finish in third. Okay. I think the Mariners finish in second. And I think the Angels win the division again. Okay. So, but I think the uh, the battle. You're certainly not going to get three three playoff teams out of the division. It it might be close because I think yeah. the other divisions are pretty top heavy. But uh, it, I think you're going to get be a battle. Cause I, I think you'll probably get a central team. As uh, another wild card, as the other wild card, possibly that's true. I just, I, either, I, just, either I just love the Astros so much. I know, all. yeah, I know, yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. That's what Josh thinks is going to happen. Really appreciate you guys listening. We're going to have uh, 
this episode uh, coming up. We're going to have more episodes coming up as the weeks get closer to um, the uh, regular season getting going. All the different, all the other different divisions, breaking them down, taking their temperature, making sure everything is all on the up and up. Josh, I want to thank you very much for joining us. We'll well, talk thank you for to- having me. Oh, you're very welcome. We, and, uh, we will talk to you all soon. Houston, Houston means that I'm one day closer to you. Oh.